Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Adventures into Reality. I'm joined by my international co-host, Kathy Ma. Hi, so good to be here on this wonderful, glorious day. I'm really feeling summer coming. I love it. Absolutely love it. And we have a special guest today. Debbie Smart is going to be joining us talking about our brand new show that's coming up on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. That will be every Sunday from 6 to 8 Eastern Time. Debbie, welcome to the show today. Hi, Andrew. Um, thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here. It is a beautiful day. It's wonderful to catch up too with you, Kathy, and just say hi to everyone. It, it, Debbie, so thank you so much for coming on. The audience knows you from, from many other interviews in the past. Why don't you uh, give people a quick sample, a, a, a reminder of, of, of who Debbie is? <clears throat> okay. Um, yes, I'm sure a few people have heard me before, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a hypnotherapist, and I've been doing this for over a decade. I've been working with people with all sorts of fears and phobias, all sorts of different situations, PTSD, um, I love what I do. What brought me to that was my own journey. <clears throat> when I had my own um, issues running from other situations in my life, and basically what I, you know, do, and my speciality is working with uh, past life regression and root cause therapy. And the reason why I do this is because I'm very well aware from my own experiences that we have a lot of underlying issues in our subconscious mind running programs and we're just not aware of what is causing us to react in certain ways what triggers us a lot of the time it goes back to something that we've brought through and the modality that i do is i like to release that because those <clears throat> those memories or those emotional traumatic experiences that we have had in past lives they come through into into every other lifetime imprinted for us to grow from, resolve, release, and evolve. And the, that's our whole purpose is to evolve in this lifetime. So I like to address anything that is holding us back, blocking us from growing uh, and releasing. It also does affect, I have on many occasions had people come to me with physical problems and locked into those areas where they're having some physical issues uh, negative imprints from past lives. So that's what I do, Andrew. And oftentimes those negative imprints carry over into this life where the mother, the current mother might have been a mother or a brother in another lifetime where something else was created but is being replayed in this lifetime. Yes, and the, the sad thing about it is that we're so unconscious of it. And um, But, you know, when these emotional imprints are embedded into our cellular memory... Um, and they do come out in different ways, uh, in different issues. They have to have a voice. And the only way that we can give them a voice to come forward to release them and understand what it is it's trying to tell us and what, what it is that we need to release from that and grow from it and get the wisdom from it is by having different, you know, having these different um, modalities that can help us bring it through and give it a voice and release it. Exactly. And that whole expression of evolution is why Kathy and I, several weeks ago, were talking about, you know, how the show has expanded and the amount of people that we're calling. And uh, Kathy, when you and I decided to do a new show, when we we're going to call it Charting Your Course, 
that was one of those those special days we realized how much we've connected to the audience. So what does this new show, Charting the Course, mean to you? Wow, it just means so many things to me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, one of the things that we've been shown um, over the last, I can't remember, have we done, done this for ten, eight months, ten, ten months? Ten months now. Ten yes. months now is that you just don't know what you're going to get and what kind of issue people are going to find important on the day. I mean, we have a rough idea. We can have a guess at it, but the, the range that we've uh, received of calls is just amazing. And one of the big needs that we can see is what do I do with my life? Like I'm at this place now. How did I get here? I want to be over there, I think, but then how do I get from A to B? And then, on top of that, I seem to be following this route, but I'm not sure if I want to be on this route. So how can I realign myself? So charting your course is all about looking where you are now, seeing where you've come from and the decisions that you've made or the circumstances that have put you here, and then looking ahead and thinking about where it is that you want to go and where it is that you are going and see if they align together. And if it's not the case, how can we then help you chart your course all the way back to wherever it is that you wanted to go or even far exceeding that expectation. Exactly. And one of the things we wanted to touch on ev for everyone was this was charting your course from the basics, the beginning of awakening, how to stay awake. And we are the first 12 weeks of the show of charting your course is going to be about the basics of staying awake. A lot of times people forget some of the most basic fundamental things such as grounding, realigning, and making that a part of their everyday mystical life and walk. So Debbie, when we talked about the show and bringing you on and, and all the different stuff you had what does charting the course mean to you well charting the course to me is very similar to what kathy has already said but it is really looking at your life and assessing where you are and where you want to go to and what is holding you back what is blocking you from being living your life purpose a lot of us sort of say i'm lost i'm, I'm looking for my purpose and i know that what i'm doing is just not satisfying to my soul and so looking at all the different modalities and the different ways that we can step forward and evolve and start stepping into our life purpose, uh, one of the ways that we really need to look at and address that is what's, what's blocking us. And so, and that's what I work with um, myself specifically with regression. I go to the root cause of what it is that's holding people back. And once we can start releasing what's blocking us from stepping forward into our life purpose, we can then start charting our journey Exactly. Charting the journey. And one of the things that I, I frequently tell many of the audience members is to, to understand that ceremony is a vital and necessary part of coming into balance with the seen and the unseen world. In the charting your course process, both Kathy, Debbie, and myself will be bringing you some of these most um, needed basic concepts in which you can begin the path of staying awake longer and longer, not having to be faced to go back to sleep because you have to go back to the job. Techniques, tips, and tools you'll be able to take home with you. So we will be having two shows a week, everyone. Our normal Monday show from 2 to 4 and every Sunday from 6 to 8. It is going to be a blast and an adventure. And Kathy, we have so many wonderful things coming forward. What are some of the tools or techniques you might want to share with people that are, that are going to be tuning in to charting your course? 
Well, we'll be talking a lot about how it is that you can safely and in the least uh, amount of stress get through your awakening period. I mean, a lot of it when you start to open up to all these concepts with spirituality, healing, um, galactic uh, history, all these type of issues, well, not issues, all these subjects, it's about always finding a technique that you can ground yourself. You can use discipline to apply this new information to your lives, as well as be more discerning about the information that you're receiving. Because with the internet being flooded the way it is these days, who knows what kind of information you, you could pick up and how do you discern whether this is real, if it's just a hoax, or if it's a mumbo jumbo. And one person's mumbo jumbo might be someone else's treasure. So you just have to find ways within yourself to discern what is right for you. And these will be some of the techniques that we'll be talking about and giving our own experiences as we've developed over the years as to the pitfalls that we fell into and how to avoid them, <laughs> which is very important to know. <laughs> and also talking about when you do have all this healing awakening, what do you do with it? How does it affect you? Would you go further with it? Won't you go further with it? How does this um, change things for you in your life or your relationships around you? Is it something you, that you want to verge into or not? And if you're already on that path of finding all these healing techniques and these modalities, then how do you incorporate them into your life that best serve you and if you wanted to do them for others how do you incorporate that into your life so that you can either a do it just because you want to or b make money out of it if you wanted to create a career or a business with it and c how do you duplicate it say if you were to teach it or franchise that kind of mythology out so it's a huge range of things that we'll be discussing. Uh, in the first 12 weeks, we will be discussing more of the basic information, the basic techniques, and your go-to um, methods that you really should stick to. And if, you, if it's not ours that you like, then at least find some that work for you. And when you find those that work for you, you'll realize there's a smorgasbord of techniques out there. And we want you to sample as many techniques as possible because staying motivated is one of the most challenging things in the world. Debbie, you know, when you started your journey uh, in conscious birthing or rebirthing uh, during the rebirthing process, you were motivated as part of your beginning journey. Share with us your story of how it journeyed and what it took to keep that motivation to learn. I think I was driven more from uh, what motivated me was my own personal um, situation. And what uh, the question that I was asking, you know, when, my, when I was in my deepest despair in my life, there's got to be more to life than what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing. We just can't come here just for no reason to suffer um, and, and learn from our mistakes. But still, you know, you see a lot of suffering and a lot of sadness in the world. What is behind all of that? Why do we come here for a certain amount of years to just experience whatever we experience? And a lot of time it's hardship and struggle and pain and sorrow. And, you know, not everybody, but a majority of the people go through some form of, you know, uh, pain and disappointments in, the, in their life. 
So what is the point of that? And that is what drove me because I just thought there's got to be more to meaning to life than what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing. <clears throat> and that's what drove me to uh, start looking for answers. And I'm sure a lot of people out there are going looking for answers themselves and trying to find the uh, trying to find some sort of modality that may help them, you know, pull them out of that slump wherever they are and find answers to why they're even experiencing this. And so this is the purpose of our Charting the Course show is to give people some tools and some how-tos on how to change their life, how to step above and step out of what they're experiencing if there's pain and sadness, um, and also to give them some tools into releasing whatever it is that's holding them back. And there are so many different modalities out there, and so we're just going to be bringing up several that really work for us. So that's what, that's what drove me, Andrew. Exactly. Also on charting your course, we will be bringing guests in who um, fit the path of the healer, fit the path of the consciousness explorer, fit the path mm -hmm. of assisting people and understanding the basics of what are around them. We are trying to bring together this giant you know, mega toolbox of things that people can use so that in whatever moment, in whatever challenge they have, they're able to reach into that toolbox and find something that can give them hope inspiration, dreams, creation, co-creation, and a little bit bigger understanding of the world. Kathy, when you began your journey and continued your journey, you found yourself on radio and TV and featured in Times Magazine. You know, that's a whole different level of inspiration and motivation. Share with the people what it was like when you had to ride that professional wave and had to let go of the person that didn't see yourself as the professional. Well, it was uh, <laughs> it was a whirlwind time in my life. I wish I had have had a charting your course <laughs> thing to listen to then. Um, when I uh, found out that I was in Time Magazine, um, listed as Hong Kong's most corporate psychic, I was gobsmacked. I mean, really, it was like what? Because you know, I, I grew up like Time Magazine was wow a, a huge thing, and for very you know corporate business people, little old me being you know mentioned in an article, and I, I was just overwhelmed. And uh, I went well, actually, my dad had already bought fifteen copies of the magazine by the time I got home, and uh, I was looking at it and thinking, no, it couldn't possibly be me, and I wonder if they spelled my name right. <laughs> And of course they did, and it it was, and it was really flattering. Um, I was not prepared for the amount of um, response, though, because you know here's me tootling along and uh, you know doing my psychic readings, just being as I was, and then suddenly, bang! All this influx of calls and people and press and media, and it was very overwhelming. I I wasn't prepared. I probably made loads of mistakes because I completely was not grounded. I mean, I, I tell everyone all the time that grounding is so important and I did ground myself every day, but not to the degree I needed to for this type of thing. So I was like all over the place and it was humbling at the same time though, because when you have a title like that, suddenly everything seems to change. Although I'm still the same person and I still do the same things, drink the same coffee, it's, it somehow feels different. Um, and from there, I'd already, I think, uh, 
been doing the radio so I'd done radio every week for a couple of years and I was propelled into doing uh, cable telly for a while and that was just like unbelievable it was fabulous uh, it was live on on telly in the evening so that was a lot of fun uh, I did learn that live shows are the best ones to do don't do anything pre-taped because they just edit you <laughs> so live is great um, and I wasn't prepared for people's reactions to me. Uh, the people that knew me well, uh, family and friends, some of them really didn't take it so well because although they knew what I did, it was like an unspoken thing. It, it, they're very comfortable with me, Kathy, not so much me, big title, most corporate psychic in Time magazine, uh, I'll, I'll yeah. be on telly. That was um, weird for them. And so it, it taught me to stand up for myself and within myself and not be intimidated by other people's um, opinions and uh, uh, the way they treated me. So just to, to make, remain focused and grounded throughout that turbulent time uh, was tough. It was a good life lesson for me because now you'd be pretty hard to knock me off kelter. But at the time, I wish I had have known uh, how important those techniques were in a more realistic way. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the story of what you described is how you how you cut your path in a world that was a very male dominated at the time to be a, an Asian woman from Australia doing doing your Euro, European American type psychic work. Yes, it, it was very, very difficult um, because in those days, really, psychic reading was not a thing in Hong Kong. Um, you know, they have all their traditional Chinese uh, feng shui masters and life diviners and this, but psychic reading was uh, a novelty. So it was very difficult to break into the market initially. Uh, and once this happened, it was like I just gained all sorts of respectability and life was much easier for me rather than struggling to explain what I did. They just had to pick up a magazine or a newspaper <laughs> and they all read about it. So it's great. <laughs> exactly. It's great. So Debbie, I want to ask you about your story. You know, you have studied many modalities and in that process of keeping yourself educated and learning over and over again, what what were the the modalities you've accumulated in, and what did it really take to stick through that process to where you've reached today? That's a good question, Andrew. Um, like I said, you know, I was really motivated, and one of the first um, modalities that I did uh, step into was rebirthing, and um, the the experiences that I had through rebirthing were amazing because I got to experience about. Um, and got the understanding that right back in the womb that you are co totally conscious about what's going on around you and um, and picking up your parents, you know, parents' emotions of being wanted or not wanted and how that affected me. And so, you know, with that, with that modality, I released a lot of my, you know, childhood and birthing uh, things that were affecting me at that time. But and then I became a rebirther. I uh, did a 13-week course <clears throat> to help other people, and got to see that it would it does help people with what they've experienced traumatically in this lifetime. But there's also goes even deeper than that, and there's more underlying um, issues that were coming to the surface. And I just you know was driven to really go and find out what brings that out. 
And I had one client that was continually, no matter how many times that I rebirthed him, was continually going through pain and suffering how his parents had left him and died when he was very young. And so that's what embarked me on, you know, looking for past life regression. But at the same time, I was also looking for different modalities that would help heal me in a physical way, in a spiritual way. I also signed up for doing natural therapy courses on, you know, shiatsu and massage. I've done cranial sacral. I've done, you know, um, quantum touch. All these different modalities can heal you at all different levels. And it was a lot of fun too, you know, experimenting to see what worked for me and what didn't work for me. But it did really keep me motivated right up till I find that working with people at a a level now, especially with uh, hypnotherapy, you can get really, really deep into their core issues. And that is where a lot of people have not been able to get into and realise that there's something underlying that's holding them back. And the, the miraculous healings and releases and changes that I've seen in people's lives has really kept me motivated because, I, you know, I get so much satisfaction and I heal, I'm sure, every time uh, that we all have experiences in the healing industry, when we're healing somebody else, we're also a healing a part of an aspect of ourselves. So, you know, it, it's such a joy and, and an honour to be able to help people. Yes, and one of those really special ones you ran across was, um, I know you've shared this story before, um, about a young a young lady that had a traumatic experience. Um, would you would you share that because this is something that um, I think everyone should know because when you are um, a practitioner at this level, you're going to run into very challenging stories. And charting your course is about the basics, and oftentimes the basics reveal the biggest traumas. Yes, yes, that's true, Andrew. I um, what happened was I had a, a, a gentleman call me, and he was very very concerned about his wife. And she had been apparently um, involved in an accident and she had been crying and shaking and was suffering from PTSD in such a, you know, so long uh, day and night for about a week, I think it was, if not more. And he was beside himself. He just didn't know what to do, how to help her, to stop her from, you know, going through her shaking and her crying. And as a last resort, <clears throat> that's what he told me it was the last resort <laughs> he had heard of the type of work that I do and at that time he didn't know whether he really fully embraced or believed in that modality so he thought that was the last resort for him to try and do something for his wife so I got this call and I asked him well what was it what was wrong um what was you know what had happened that caused her to be so upset and basically what had happened was there was a 13 year old girl who had committed suicide she had jumped from an overpass onto a freeway and his wife happened to be in a car driving on that freeway and she had landed on his car on her car and had smashed into the window and then rolled onto the ground and had run over her and that was such a traumatic experience for her that she just couldn't not get over it and so I said yes sure bring her to me and I just thought well this is going to be a bit challenging But, you know, I'm open to and I trust spirit so much that I know that when people would come to me that something is going to be released, something will heal. And so I, uh, when she came, um, I sat down and we talked for a little bit and then I took her into a regression and got to the point where I asked her higher self, 
Debbie, Debbie, that that's our music. Just hang on to that story, and when we come back, we'll finish that conversation. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. I'm flubbing my intro. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I thought I was muted and I wasn't. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality. <laughs> Special guest today, Debbie Smart, and exactly. the usual amazing Andrew Bartzitz. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kathy. Debbie, you were telling us a very, a very important story about teaching. Please, please go on with your story. So, just to recap a little bit, is that you know I was working on this woman who had was PTSD, and so when I got to the point of asking her higher self, what was the purpose of having that experience, and the higher self basically brought forth that the reason why she she was chosen to have that experience or why she chose that experience is on on some level that she they had she had a soul contract with this 13 year old soul <clears throat> well the soul was a lot older of course but 13 year old child and that she had a soul contract that she would actually help her cross over and so with that i you know i asked the higher self to locate that soul and bring her to us so that we could facilitate that for her and so, um, over it took it took about honestly about almost a minute for the higher self to locate this child soul, and so when when it finally brought the soul to us, I opened up a portal and called in the guides and the angels, and asked if they could facilitate to help her cross over. The higher self was there. This woman's higher self was there was actually choreographing the whole thing, and it was so fascinating because. All of a sudden, out of the blue, the higher self said, this soul is so grateful for you to help her to cross over that she wants to give you a hug before she leaves. And that really brought tears to my eyes. And so that that happened. And then we just sent her through the portal and released her. And about a week later, I called her husband just to see how she was doing. And he said, my wife has kept a smile on her face ever since she's had that session. She felt so honoured to be able to facilitate another soul and felt very special that she had, you know, been able to do that. So that was that journey and that story, Andrew. It was a really, it was, it was challenging for me at the time uh, just because I had never dealt with something at that level. But, you know, it's wonderful what you can do to be able to help people when they're going through such a traumatic experience and to find out behind all of that was a soul contract. Something that made more of a definition to the craziness that went on. Yes. Yes. You know, you know, it, to sum up the story, a 13-year-old girl jumped off a bridge and landed into the windshield of this woman and then the woman ran over her. Okay? And then she didn't die right away. She lived a while. And that's the, the harshness of that story. And what you were dealing with was all the trauma, spiritual trauma of the death and the experience of the death from the woman. And I remember talking to you about this uh, before and afterwards, and, 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 and I knew it was going to be a challenge for you, but you, know, you were able to take that in stride. And look how much it helped you grow. Oh, it did. It was amazing. 
because you know when you have these type of challenges you realize that you know that spirits there you know behind you and that you can always you're never given something that you can never handle exactly and this is why charting your course getting at the basics the first 12 weeks we're going to begin to help people use some of these different toolboxes the tools that we have in their toolbox and understand that some things are going to be a challenge but we must take these challenges in stride. Kathy, I want to bring you here now. And, you know, so often we get callers that have their own challenges and, and don't know how to ground or, or do whatever it is. What advice do you have uh, for people about, about that basics before we actually take some callers here and start talking to the Adventures into Reality Universe about this new show? Hmm. Well, I'd say my my advice is always the same. It's always about grounding and discipline. If you don't know or haven't learned yet about grounding um, or clearing a space, then my suggestion to do something quick and easy that is going to work is burn some sage in your house or your room, depending what is convenient. If you can't actually burn sage, then use the essential oil if you can't do that because people don't like the smell, then put a few drops on your little tissue and put it in your pocket and sniff it where possible. Because not only will that clear the space that you're around or in, it will also help cleanse and clear yourself. So by doing this, you will become grounded. Of course, it's not the only thing you will need to do, but this is the first step that you can take, or it's a good emergency step to take, or also a good practice to have. So this is one of the simplest things you can do. If you're for, for any reason out in the middle of nowhere and you can't do any of that, or can't access these type of things, then I would say imagine that you are a tree. Visualize it, even if it has to be a stick figure in front of your face. Visualize that you are the tree and that the roots of the tree that go into the ground are your feet. Just keep focusing on that and then you will, over time, start to feel that you are more in your body, you are more grounded, you are more uh, steady. And that is also grounding. So those are very easy, quick techniques that you can do if you just need something basic or if you have nothing or can't access anything. I've even tried that technique, the visualizing one, on a plane before, and I found that to work, even though in theory, how could it work because you're so high in the air? But, you know, when there's turbulence coming, you'll try anything <laughs> to feel more grounded. <laughs> pretty pretty much. Down. <laughs> um but that technique does work as well. So even if you're on a plane feeling turbulence and not feeling very well and worried, you can use that because that does calm you down and keep you focused to keep you grounded and with inside yourself. And when you are calm, focused, grounded and inside yourself, the parasympathetic doesn't run you. Oftentimes, we find other programs running us. And Debbie, you and I and, and Kathy, we've talked about this frequency. Debbie, what are your experience with some of the, the parasympathetic programs or the defense programs that people have that prevent them from really achieving their goals? Hmm, that's a really good question. <laughs> you know, we see these self-destruction programs or, or yeah. ones that drive people to be hermits. Right. Um, yes, and you know, a lot of the time, people <clears throat> aren't aware of what those programs are. 
that are running them like that. And the the thing that I do suggest myself, you know, um, is to really do int- become introspective. You know, we, we do find people that, you know, in all walks of life that are carrying all sorts of traumatic experiences from childhood, from past lives, from, you know, different experiences that they've had in life. They've felt, felt they've been... They've been injured emotionally by experiences they've had, you know, with partners. And um, the this is why I think that chartering your course is going to help a lot of these type of people come out of their shell and be able to incorporate some of the modalities and some of the ideas that we can bring forth to help them. Not, you know, we've all got so many different gifts and we've had many, many experiences ourselves that we can share and help other people through these times. And, you know, there are people, my husband, for instance, now, when I first met him, he claimed himself to be a hermit. And this is this is his third marriage. <laughs> I love that. He claims. <laughs> the skeptic you know, in us all. <laughs> and it took him a while to get him out from under that rock, you know. <laughs> so, but, you know, he's grown exponentially just through our own experiences, uh, from what he's experienced through me. Uh, my experiences through um, uh, understanding what he's had experienced in his childhood and in his previous lifetimes, and he's now blossomed. And so it's just really wonderful. Wonderful to see the growth and wonderful mm-hmm. to see the fact that what was an old label of a hermit can be acknowledged as just an old state of being. Oftentimes these programs are just old states of being that we we fall back on because they were the comfort times in our life. And then there are other people that have lived such an aggressive life, like being in the military or being in the corporate field where, you know, your life is, you come home, your life is still your job. And so many of our callers are like that, where their their life is their job. And when they try to find something new, they're finding these programs that are running them, that are defining when they have energy, when they have life force. And these things, they're going to be a spiritual challenge but they're not going to be an unsurmountable challenge. It will take time to acknowledge that these programs are there, to see the habitual habit pattern repeating the cycles over and over again. When we make the I am choice of now to say I'm, I'm beginning to eliminate these habit patterns by observing them and by taking control when they are trying to control my own life, by being an I am sovereign being, Debbie, you know, you and I have had many conversations back about what is I am, what is sovereign, and how many, many people in the beginning of their, their awakening have an issue with, with being sovereign and being responsible for what's around them. Yeah, that's so true, Andrew. Um, and that's why I feel that your revocations really help release a lot of that energy that's blocked, you know. Yes. It makes uh, a moment sacred so the chaos stops. Yes, you know, because... There's so many people are experiencing different emotional uh, imprints throughout, throughout their life experiences, this right. lifetime, past lifetimes, whatever that is. Um, but the, the great tool that you have, Andrew, and I found so, so good for me, I felt it changed my life too and it freed up a lot of other energies that I wasn't even aware of that was holding me back in my, even my, in my own personal growth, uh, was those revocations. Yeah, it was those revocations that brought many people to this show that never his- listened to the Galactic History shows or any of the Kathy shows or any of the previous shows that I did. Solely they found them in their own way. And that is the nature of information and how it just spreads to the people that need it. 
Yeah, it's 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 wonderful because you know you're drawn to whatever is going to work for you. There's so many different ways of of dealing with things. There's like we've talked before. There's some great modalities out there. But Andrew, you've got some great tools, and I've practiced all those tools, and they've really worked for me. I've had um, people that I work with are doing past life regressions with have all stated that how much they've grown since they've listened to your shows and incorporated all the tools that you've already supplied for them. Uh, there's just that so is, much to that do. That is so true, Debbie, so, so true. I mean, the, some of the techniques that Andrew has taught have just been life-changing for so many people. You're so right about that. And I'd just like to say for all of the all of you that don't know, Andrew's offering a free video series called Living the Mystical Life Daily. He shows you some tools and gives you knowledge about how to have mystical experiences in your everyday life. So sign up for free at andrewbartzis.com. Just put your name and email when you get on uh, when you get to the page and you'll receive the first video right away. Again, just get it at andrewbartzis.com and enter your name and email to receive the Living the Mystical Life daily series. And also, don't forget, you can get a private session with Andrew or myself by contacting Tanoch at T-E-N-O-C-H at galactichistorian.com. We'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. So that's, again, Tanoch, T-E-N-O-C-H, at galactichistorian.com. And that also goes the same for Debbie. She can also be booked through there. And you can also check out Debbie's information at her website, innerdimensionhypnotherapy.net. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So, Laura, in the background, go ahead and spin up the wheel of callers. And when we have our first caller in, we will continue asking questions. So, Debbie, you know, you've you've been around now in the United States for quite some time. You practice all of these all of these different modalities. What is something that you want people to know that you know from your journey? What what was the the big thing that you learned? big thing that I learned was that you don't have to keep living in, in pain and sorrow, um, that you can overcome these, get the wisdom and the understanding of why you've had these experiences. Because the greatest thing is we're here to create our own reality and take responsibility for our lives. And when we take responsibility for our lives, we can step forward and make changes in our life. And the great, also the great thing about doing you know regression work, um, it releases and heals people from those things that are holding them back, that they're not even aware that's, you know, holding them back. Exactly, not even aware of what's holding them back. We've mm -hmm. been joined by our first caller via Skype. Sean, where are you calling from today? Can you, Sean, are you, Sean, are you there? Yes. Hi, yeah, can you hear me? Yep, I can yes, hear I you. Can. The other caller, you'll have to mute. All right, where are you calling from today, Sean? Uh, Napa, California. Napa, California. Welcome to the show today. Do you have questions for the panel, or do you have something specific that you wanted to ask today? Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, I think we've lost you. Ooh, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, you're back now. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Am I there? Yeah, you're back now. Okay, great. Uh, so 30 years ago, when I was in the tw my 20s, I uh, had a uh, dream um, of seven heavens and three hells. And, um, the dream, uh, I was about the, uh, heavens are, uh, 
The first one is fun. Hello? Hello? The first one is fun. Sean, are you there? Yeah. Uh, it, your your microphone keeps cutting out there every now and then. It is. I'm sorry. I called. I didn't expect to get in. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel of callers. <laughs> was, I've tried for weeks to get in, and it's, I just got in. Is that better now? Yeah, it's better now. Okay. So uh, I had um, this, uh, these dreams of uh, um, and kind of revelations at the time. And uh, they've kind of definitely informed my life. Um, so the seven heavens are fun, caring, acceptance, sex, love, sincerity, and uh, determination. The three hells are denial, unwillingness, and insanity. And um, and I've kind of I finally kind of took some time off and wrote a book about it and. Um, I'm just wondering um, what you think, you know, I've, and I've been I've been journaling a lot. I've been listening to you guys. I've done a lot of work in different modalities over the years and um, just um, just kind of throwing it out there and getting some uh, information. You know, I've, I've worked with uh, the BPI and um, and I've had readings where I've been like a, supposed to be some hybrid of some kind. And I'm, I'm just uh trying to get some sense of what well, well, you, you you wrote, you a, wrote book. a book that means yeah. you're, you're gonna have you're to gonna mute have in, to the in the background i'm getting an echo from you okay all right so uh, uh when you when you choose to write a book and you you make that a part of your process you're acknowledging the greater wisdom that that's coming through you um when one describes heaven and hell that is a, a polarity, but you define those polarity with a set of labeled words that bring people into an understanding. That means you are functioning at a, at a much higher frequency. You're ready to interact with that higher level. And I do see several things that are currently holding you back, and that's the belief of what old people have imprinted upon you. And I think that the book you, writ, you wrote was what you were trying to imprint on yourself as a soul when you were the fetus in your own mother's womb, that you were trying to assemble this knowledge and the fact that you had it as a dream was a reminder that it was a dream when you were, when you were still an astral being, trying to discover ways to bring information to this world. Um, and to bring information is one thing. To actualize it is another thing. To teach it is a whole new layer. And then to bring it to the world as a common thing for people to understand in a series of languages that it's reprinted in is the challenge of the master. And that is where you are at right now. The challenge of being the self-created master in the times of the now. And those, some of those things that are holding you back are injuries to your body. Do you have injuries to your, necks and your, your neck and your shoulder? Shoulder, yeah. both shoulders. What did yeah, you my, do? Yeah, my left shoulder. What did you do? I was uh, in Aikido and I got turned around and and uh, my shoulder got torn a bit. So it's uh, been about three years since I've really done anything. And that is that is honestly gigantic trauma in your frequency. Whether it was done with intention or not intention, it doesn't matter. It's created this disresonant frequency, which is actually driving you to be far lower in energy and far lower in capacity than you were four years ago or seven years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, you have this knowledge and wisdom and completed book now, but you can't get back to the same frequency of the book. Does that make okay. sense to you? Well, yeah. I mean, I've been, I've had a lot, of, I've had a lot of health issues um, over the last two years and just found out I, I worked with biomagnetism to work on melanoma 
and skin cancer. And I'm kind of coming out of there, just finally getting into um, feeling better, starting to feel a bit better now. I want to bring Kathy on to talk about you know what her what she sees in the energy going on with what's in your energy and in the life force there and the medicine. Okay. Hi, Sean. You know, I look at your energy and it's just it's like a mushmash for me. It's just very confusing. There's just so much going on. I think not only health wise but emotionally, and you just. I would almost say it's not that you have chaos around you, but it's more like a, a big, heavy fog. You know, it's hard to see anything. Um, one of the things that I think you're going to find very helpful to be able to focus on things and not only emotional and in your physical world, but within your body is you need to be able to do something that you can truly just enjoy the sensations of being. Um, it sounds very airy-fairy, but what I mean is, like, take time, go and sit somewhere where there are fragrant flowers. If you don't mm-hmm. have Hello? anywhere, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Sorry, Sean. Hello? Um, um, caller 818, can you please mute? Sorry, Sean. Um, so... If, if you, there's nowhere around you where you can get to flowers or a fragrant-smelling plant, then just buy one. I'd just like you to be able to sit quietly and enjoy that simple pleasure of scent, um, the beauty of growth, the beauty of life. And when you can start to feel relaxed just doing these little small basic things, you will you will enter a state of calmness. And when you are calm, everything starts to fall back into place for you. Right. So it sounds very simple and basic, but I'd like you to start there because once you have that, you can tackle other things. At the moment, it's very difficult for you to tackle anything else because you don't even have that that inner peace or calmness that comes from such a basic thing. Does that make sense for you? Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, Finding being grounded um, is a big deal for me right now. It's, it's the being grounded, but also I want you to have the sensory experience, but not just um, like a, a burner of essential oils, because to me there, that doesn't have the same beauty. It's the appreciating the beauty of the fragrant flower or the plant and appreciating the the, the fact that it's alive and, you mm. know, of course everything's dying, blah, 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 but, you know, it's still alive when you're looking in it, you're enjoying it and being with that little part of nature because that's for you, your core being will find calmness and stillness. And when that happens, everything else seems not so insurmountable anymore. And then you can tackle issue by issue because once you have that, then you can start looking at things like your own health, um, the therapies that you are using, the uh, medications or supplements that you are taking, and you can adjust things from there. But until you've got that inner zen, calm life kind of um, feeling, it's difficult to make any judgments that are not clouded. Okay. Thank you. So, I know uh, it doesn't answer all your questions, but I really would like you to start there. And definitely call us back in a couple of months because then we can go further. So I, I have another thing that I want to address is what's going on in your spirit. How have your dreams been? Have they been disconnected and you're not dreaming frequently? Or are you dreaming over frequently and not sleeping well? 
I've been uh, not sleeping well. Overdreaming. Yeah. Right. So what's going on is your parasympathetic is waking up during your dream state and activating or trying to cancel the sleep paralysis that's natural so the body can enter full dream state. So this is where you're going to have to look at like the like the like the, something that's going to keep you to sleep, like the stuff that's inside turkey tryptophan. Okay. Something that's going to stop you, your parasympathetic, from waking up during your dream states. The next process is you need to make sure that you'd make triple effort protecting your bed, um, the four corners of your bed and the four corners of your bedroom. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just a set of prayers directed at some objects in the corner, um, start there. Um, getting your dream world back is vitally important for the creation, inspiration, and dreams so the author inside you can understand the dreamer inside you that created the author by you dreaming yourself in an ancient future and then that ancient future going back in time and dreaming up you this Sean of the now so he could write that book right. now you must recover from what it took to write that book okay All right well I'm also I'm doing a, a lot uh, other writing some screenwriting uh, family drama set in the wine business which I'm in and um, it's I, uh, I want to pitch contest to take to the Weinstein company. And, um, I haven't, it's, I'm on my eighth draft and just been, a, it's been a very deep struggle. Uh, I know, I know it's too much of a struggle. It's too much of a struggle. That's okay. what I'm telling you. It's too I much. See. So you, you brew your own wine. Yeah, no, I mean, we're the family um, is in the wine business. Yes. Okay. So what I would like for you to do is to grab your own casket, put your seal on it, put your mark on it. And this is something that is not meant to be drunk. Um, it can be tasted and sipped and understood, but it's going to be your spiritual thing that you're going to put in a spray bottle and spray around your, your house, um, use as sacred sacrament to bless objects, um, to store in small bottles when, and, and put into areas that energy is not flowing right for you. To use the power of the family lineage right now that's, that's in the wine industry and understand that wine, when it's going through its brewing process, is a living being yeah and you can allow that to teach you great humongous lessons right now hmm. make that your your simple challenge it's one barrel well it doesn't matter how big or how small it is because it's for your spiritual purposes your spiritual evolution to take the great wisdom that you've learned and to imprint it into that barrel to read your books all of them to that barrel all right, that is our music. Hold on, Sean, and when we come back, I'll, I will further some conversation with you. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. We are once again at Adventures into Reality. A reminder, Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is a fully listener-supported station, zero corporate contribution, so stop on by that site support button. Sean, we were talking about uh, how much this book has taken out of you and how much is important to recover and you have to take care of your four corners of your bedroom. Now, your sleep process, um, whether it's tryptophan or some other dietary supplement or something that you feel comfortable with doing, it's vital that you stick on this for about four to five months. Okay. Um, your dream world has been heavily, heavily disrupted by your obsession with the book. Okay. Um, I've, I've been uh, using RSO right now, I'm, and I'm kind of through this cancer stuff. I've been really become more of a vegetarian. So is that 
is that too much um, THC in there, or is that oh, you think that's okay? The RSO, uh, Richard Simpson oil. It's like a no, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's not the it's the Richard Simpson oil is fine. What I'm what I'm mm-hmm. referring to is is you're not sleeping. Right. Yeah. Right. You're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. So your dreams are occupied with everything that's on your mind when you're doing the book. That means you're dreaming about the book. Okay. You, you can't. It's it's become toxic for you now. Are you arguing with someone about this book and this script? Um, I think it's. I'm probably more arguing with myself more. Okay. Um, then uh, that's that's what that's what has to be ended so you can get back to connected dream sleep. Okay. It's it's really it's really caused some harm to you, in conjunction with your shoulder injury. It's like you've been hobbled to cre- in this creation process, and it should be f- m- far more easy for you. <laughs> you've earned it. Thank you. I have. Okay, you've earned it. And every morning you got up, you got to say, "I've earned a healthy quality of life." I'm taking care of my shoulder. I'm taking care of my neck. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a break on the book. I'm going to go out and go fishing. I'm going to go do something. That isn't the book. Okay, okay that's him because I, ha- I haven't really written it. I haven't written it, anything on it for almost over a year or so. And but I've thought about it, and I've thought of like doing it more of a children's book. And, and it's interesting because I just got a, a web – I've got – you know, putting together a web page. And it's – I guess it's um, – you know, may and it's also the this this writing the script as to you know is it both or is it just that that book that uh, my unconscious is totally working through whether I like it or not right now the the one of the seven heavens yeah okay that is something that you have got to come back to grounding on okay it's 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 ungrounded you. It's ungrounded me. It's ungrounded you. And that's why you can't write. That's why you can't stay motivated. That's why you won't heal the shoulder and the neck. Because if the neck and the shoulder are healed, all you would have to confront is your lack of motivation. Right. And that's the two layers of denial that are going on. As long as your shoulder is unhealed, it's okay to lie to yourself that you're actually doing work in your mind when you're not actually putting anything on the computer. Right. Okay. That is the battle you have to end. Okay. okay. So my next thing is, I think it's very important that each night you go to sleep, you get a um, some pink Himalayan salt, about a cup, a cup and a quarter, and I want you to put it in a bag, and I want you to tape it to the back of your neck. Use medical tape. It's really important that you try this for a couple nights, even if it's uncomfortable, so okay. you can understand what the salt is going to do is start neutralizing some of the synaptic nerve patterns that are now habits. So when you go to sleep, your parasympathetic has figured out a habit to override the chemical stimulus process that's putting you into sleep paralysis. Okay. So that's bag the, on the neck. Bag on the neck, tryptophan or whatever whatever soft thing that keeps you sleep, not hardcore stuff. You need to sleep regular. Right. The okay. um, Yeah, because I wake up tired achy i'm in if i'm in more pain than i went to bed then the next thing is do you know anyone that is a healer in your area do you have access to those uh different kinds what 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 kind would you suggest cranial sacral the most advanced that you can get and you're probably looking at about seven to nine treatments to take care of the shoulder the neck and what's going on with your the way the back of your head it looks like at some point the back of your head had an injury to it um and where the 
the suture lines are for the skull are very compressed, especially at the back of your head. I had a concussion when I was 17. I forgot that's, almost half the day. That's, that's it. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's so restricting you right now. I want to say that once you've had the cranial work and they've worked on the surgical sutures and the pre heads opened up and the pressure returns to normal, your blood pressure will return to normal. So much of your other body functions, eyesight might actually begin to regenerate. Um, some of the cancer side effects, um, you will notice will greatly reduce as well as the potential of of eliminating some of the, the skin cancer you've been talking about. Have you directly applied the Rick Simpson oil on top, actually on top of the, the melanomas? No, but I've, I've got this other uh, thing called PDQ Brands. That's actually really, it just comes in and eats everything away. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good stuff too. You yeah. can actually get get your pure CBD oil or your or your pure THC oil, whatever it's going to be, and put it right on top of it, as okay. another way. Because as Rick Simpson yeah. is all about saturation, saturation, saturation. If right. you're not saturating the body, you're not truly absorbing as much as you can. So your next alternative, if it's capable, actually juicing the cannabis plant for about okay. three to five weeks. That means you would have to have access to fresh grow or grow your own. This is where all the cannabis, all the cannabis oh, knowledge and wisdom begins to heal the cancers and cure, and cure the Parkinson's disease where you can absorb from the raw plant in a juicing format, THCA, while you're still having the, the regular THC and the Rick Simpson oil as a, a double edge. Because then the body can truly absorb and begin to create a, a process that removes the swelling and the aggressive tumor growth. Okay. So juicing the cannabis oil. I haven't heard. I haven't, the, no, no, no. I the, plant, the plant. The plant. The plant. The plant. That's, I've heard that before. That's you can go look it up, um, and there are a number of people on the Rick Simpson forums that talk about it too. And just type in "juicing cannabis plant," and what it is is it doesn't get you high. It's raw THCA before it's converted, and okay. when you take it into your stomach, um, a lot of people who take um, 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 chlorophyll. Um, mm -hmm. liquid chlorophyll they they stick it in their stomach and then it passes the because it's in a liquid form it doesn't get digested when you are taking the liquid thc uh, the liquid th uh, thca like that um, it won't be immediately broken down in the stomach but it will be absorbed as nutrients direct in the stomach okay and that is where you have the highest absorption rates of thca very good combined with your rick simpson oil you will you will change radically. You okay, won't be a cool. zebra with stripes anymore. You'll be back to being a two-legged <laughs> human being in your body without a, a crushed back of your skull, a, a half-broken neck, and two screwed-up shoulders. Right. Trying to write a book sitting at a table that causes you pain. Yeah, yeah. So do you understand the level of denial that's there that you've been living with that pain? Yes, I do. When you make that choice to say, no, I don't need to, the inspiration to write will come back. Okay. You have a great adventure ahead of you, a great journey ahead of you. And I want to bring Debbie in here for, for an edge section or a chance that maybe she has a little bit of advice for you. I, I, I thoroughly agree with you, Andrew. Um, hi, Sean. Hi. Uh, cranial sacral will really, really do a lot for you. Um, in the situation that you've got with with your with your skull and and your shoulder, because that releases the fascia that's holding that in place, and um, 
And the THCA is a wonderful way of internally healing your body. And uh, I had I had a little bit of skin cancer on my on my face, and I was given some um, herbal remedy too to to uh, neutralize that. <clears throat> and it's not as strong as the Rick Simpson stuff. So I really thoroughly you know say that it would be really good for you to try to do the method that Andrew was saying. Okay, thank you. All right, Sean, any last questions before we move on to our next caller? Um, I guess this, I, this, this is going to help a lot. And let me, let me try this and, um, I'll give you a call back in a couple months. All right, brother, you have a huge, a huge journey. Every morning you wake up and you say, I've earned this journey. This I've is, earned. this is where you open your gifts. Thank you very much. All right, brother, you take it easy. You too. All right, bye. You know, we guys, we get some special callers in here that have been around and have had some some traumas come to them. And, and for Sean to share his story and for us to be able to give this information back to him is just a joy to, to my heart. Yes. Very, very interesting man. Uh, and to, you know, be in a place where he is going through all that and to remain positive throughout it, just questioning is fabulous. It's just really nice that he's called to share that with us and ask for a few pointers. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, as soon as I tuned into him, I'm like shoulders, neck, skull. You know, it's he's been hobbled. You yes, know? that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So many people live with injuries. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so difficult, though, isn't it? Because you get to a certain point where you think, oh, I'm just just bemoaning my life i should stop complaining i just suck it up and keep going as opposed to thinking well you know actually i could probably get rid of this exactly <laughs> but i just don't know how yeah. as an afterthought too i was also thinking it would be interesting for him to have a regression <clears throat> to go back and see you know why he created this in the first place um, and what, what, you know, if there's any soul contract or something that's carrying through that's affecting this area now that's wanting to come out and be heard. It is. There, is, there are lots of soul contracts there. Mm -hmm. But that's to the book, not to the motivation that, that takes to write the book. The right. environment that he's in, not the this inspiration it takes to be spiritually connected and have dreams so you can have mystical moments to, to, to write a book like he described. Mm-hmm. So he's got to look at his foundations, his structures. <clears throat> yes, he certainly does. Yeah. Debbie, can I just take this moment to ask you a question that I know a lot of people are wondering? Because when I first met you ages ago, I wondered it. With hypnotherapy, how is it that you can take someone under in theory, but it's not against their will? Like, you know, a lot of us have this fear about being hypnotized because we're worried that you, or not you specifically, that people will make us do things we don't want to do, like rub a bank or act like a chicken or, you know, and we're not going to remember anything. I mean, how do you address that issue when people go, I don't, I don't think you can, I'm too scared? What is the, the misconceptions that we all have about it? There is a lot of um, misconceptions that have been put out there, and I think it sort of triggers their fear of being controlled or loss of control. And also um, the biggest fear I think that most people um, do harbour around hypnosis is that 
they're going to be made to do something, you know, or somebody may make them do something that they don't want to do. Like you see in the movies where these people are controlled and they go and murder somebody under, you know, under supposedly under hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And so you cannot make people do what's not ingrained in them. And the thing too with the hypnotherapy that I do, I keep people in a light state, in the alpha state. And that state there is so that they're still fully conscious. Their conscious mind is actually just being the observer. And the, the so the subconscious mind can come forward and give the answers, but the conscious mind is there watching. And I have had people say to me, oh, I don't think you're going to be able to hypnotise me. And it's it's not a fact. I think the misconception is that under hypnosis, you go totally unconscious and then you're going to take control of their brain and you're going to put in all these suggestions that they're not going to be aware of and something's going to trigger them to do something. You know, you see you see that all the time in movies, which is quite, you know, it's quite funny to me because after all the years that I've been working with it, you can't make anybody do anything. And even if, even if you took someone into that deepest, deepest state of, you know, into theta or delta, um, you could put some suggestions in there, but if it's not in their in their makeup to do whatever it is that's suggested, they will not do it. They have total control at all times about what they do and will and will not do. So yeah, it. Um, so it's all Hollywood then. It's yes, just it's all, all Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> And the reason I think the reason why they put that hype out there is because it's just like the pharmaceutical companies, you know, are trying to stop people from healing because in the way without using pharmaceuticals, with hypnosis, people are also having miraculous um, healings with their health. You know, when there's when a person, well, I'll take for instance, <clears throat> I had a past life where I was actually beheaded and I have a lot of neck problems. Um, you know, I've had whiplash and all sorts of things that I've had to address. But when I've gone back to see why, the, you know, with the adjustments and over the years, why these symptoms haven't disappeared, when I allowed myself to be regressed and went back and I experienced having my head chopped off, um, I got to see where the weakness was imprinted in my DNA and into my cellular structure and I could release that and allowed myself to heal. And I've seen other people heal all sorts of different injuries or things that they're born in with and, you know, weaknesses that have come through the ancestral line. Um, what, whatever is attached emotionally and cellularly into the body like that from other lifetimes can be healed. Wow, that's amazing. Beheaded. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I took from that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that, that is amazing that the body memory can pass from life to life. I mean, it, it's a, a, you know, the body is an amazing thing, isn't it? Yes. And the imprint there through is, you know, sometimes when you have, like with, you know, being beheaded, that traumatic imprint, because all of a sudden when you get beheaded, it's a shock to the, you know, to the whole, to your soul <laughs> body and the whole thing, right? Yeah. And so that shock and that trauma of that experience can carry through in cellular memory. And leave that weakness, you know, and you're sort of, I'm glad I just never had any dreams about being beheaded. <laughs> Your poor husband would be panicking. Exactly. <laughs> That's just separate show, rules. You know, that what the mind can do and what the mind can create. And so how powerful is that mind? And so when we can work with it in such a, in, in a way that we do with, with hypnosis, where we can understand working with the higher self and the subconscious mind, how you can make changes and release all these imprints out of the body, 
that will give you the opportunity to look at your life without, you know, because a lot of the time it causes dysfunction in your mind, in, in dysfunction in the family unit and whatever, in the emotional body. And so when you release these, it gives you the opportunity to really start anew and afresh with, um, your, with your life. You can step forward and, and take on things that you weren't able to do before. Mm, that sounds very liberating. Very liberating indeed. So our next caller, Irene, are you there? Hello, everyone. Um, I'm actually Irene's husband. I'm just using her account to talk to all of you. Okay. Uh, where, ah, where, where are you calling from? I'm actually calling from Venezuela. Venezuela. And your name again? Joel. Joel. Welcome to the show, Joel from Venezuela. What kind of questions do you want to ask today? Well, before I say anything, I just want to thank, uh, thank you, Andrew, for all your work and especially the way you have presented it. I have grown so much uh, since I started uh, witnessing your work and uh, based on your humbleness and uh, the, neutrality, the neutrality that you have towards everything to me has been very, very key in so many areas in my life. So I just want to thank you. And at the same time, it's kind of hard for me to uh, speak right now because I'm very nervous. English is not my first language. So I always get a little shy when I speak in English, especially uh, with many people at the same time. Uh, thank you, Kathy, for your work as well. I, every time when I, I have learned a lot from you in different angles, I think uh, you just make this job so much more uh, a little. Oh, thank thing. you. Thank you. And uh, Dave, I don't know much about you, but thank you for being part of the show right now. You are there for a reason. Uh, thank for you. My first question uh, is related to my dream time uh since very little i've been somebody who has always had a lot of uh let's say nightmares or difficult type of uh, dream a dream with my fingers from the age of zero to ten where i had actually dreamed they actually enjoy it was very nightmares all the time being chased all type of things uh i would like to know more about the how my uh my situ the situation of the state of my colon is because I know Andrew has mentioned many times how it's a it's, it's a it's a main key when it comes to dream time and how we process information in that state. So what what can you say about that? Hmm. So you are having the nightmares. Oops, Oops sorry, I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> it was very interesting. Whatever you had to say. <laughs> so. When did the nightmares stop as a child? They haven't, uh, to be honest, they didn't stop. They, they are happening, you know, they don't happen as often, especially after, you know, reading revocations, being more aware of uh, certain fears, you know, become, becoming them conscious. But uh, out of, I would say, out of my, my entire life, 70% of my dream time has been very difficult type of dreaming, a lot of war a lot of being chased, a lot of killing, a lot of that type of things. And, uh, you know, that that's, I grew up in Venezuela. Venezuela is a very... Uh, Rough and tumble violent, area. Yep. Yeah, violent country. So having that experience in the dream time actually helped me to kind of see things not as, uh, as shocking because I felt like I, I have lived it before so many times. So for me, when I was little and, and being exposed to that type of violence, I was able to kind of like uh, make myself uh, create a little bubble around what I have around. But right now, when uh, when I'm getting older, now I mean I'm currently in Venezuela, but I'm planning to go back. Mm, are you there? 
I can't hear him either. Yeah, I can't hear him. So if he comes back here in a second, we'll, a lot of times, sometimes it just fades in and out. Um, so he was telling us about his dream world and being affected from the military and the war. Um, this is very common. I, I can't tell you how many people that that I've spoken to that were in similar situations and throughout countries throughout the world where they were grown up at the imprint of war and how it affects them in their very dream world until finally they create a bubble around them that assists them in the desensitization process because if they stay sensitive they will become very demonic and that was a choice the soul had to make to not be a part of the demonic frequency all right that is our music and we'll be right back after the break and we'll continue this story Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us at Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and the super amazing Andrew Bartzitz and our wonderful guest, Debbie Smart. And remember, you can get a private session with Andrew or myself by contacting Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H at GalacticHistorian.com. And we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. And also, for those of you who don't know, Andrew is offering a free video series called Living the Mystical Life Daily. He shows you some tools and gives you knowledge about how to have mystical experiences in your everyday life. Sign up for free at andrewbartzis.com. Just put your name and email when you get to the page and you'll receive the first video right away. Again, just get it at andrewbartzis.com and enter your name and email to receive the Living the Mystical Life daily series. Now, Joelle, are you still there? I don't think he's he's no. there. Uh, it would be nice. Let me let me finish. If he's he's still listening, then maybe we can get him back at another time. But yeah, and he'll probably hear the uh, tape of it later. Yeah. So growing up in war, it affects your dream world. And as he was saying, he created his own bubble. And now his next level is to create another bubble that that begins to acknowledge the lessons that he's learned in the physical aspect of Venezuela and the roughness and toughness of the country versus the dream world so that he can once again become a dream explorer, one that is willing to use his dream world to not just deal with the demons and the darkness that are fighting in the physical realm, house to house, property to property, uh, uh, county to county, etc., etc. He needs to get out of that game and you do that by starting sacred ceremony, by by creating something that is sacred for you so that you can bring in more and more of your soul so that when you are ready to sleep on a sacred night that you've made sacred with your own will, that you have sacred sleep, rejuvenating, re-exhilarating, recycling sleep that allows the fullness of the human being to rest in the body. Once you're able to do that, charting your course won't be hard. It'll be an understanding that you know you live in a world that has predators. You know, in, here in the United States, we have very similar concepts. We don't have open warfare, but on the unseen world, in the cities, there's an un, there's open warfare. And when you go out to some of the more rural areas where you have very active ancestors who do not the ancestors who are in polarity who do not want certain types of people living in their area, they can make life very challenging from them there or start very haunting. 
this is where he has to make that sovereign I am choice to begin to make sacred. When you start to make sacred, much more of your dream world will come back where you'll you'll understand that all of the missions that you went on in dream world, all the fights that you saw, all the life and all the death and all of that was a teaching, which he has understood already. But the next layer of that teaching is how can you convert that as a message to the world that what you experienced in your country of Venezuela with the harshness that it's presented, how you've survived, how you've thrived, how you've opened up your awakening process, how you've been able to stay in the flow when the rest of the world is pushing you down. That is your gift to this world, transiting and transforming the old negative experiences into something that is teaching that is new, that shows the great inspiration and survival and thrive spirit that's inside him. Mm, that's very good. I mean, it must be so difficult, fear being such a motivator, you know, in your life on a daily basis. Uh, it's Fear is one of those awful emotions that just is invasive everywhere and it's difficult to remain calm and grounded when that is just reflected all around you in right. your environment right especially living in, a, in an area you know far away from the cities in a lawless area yeah very much so and feeling like the land that you're actually standing on has got nothing to do with you you just don't feel sovereign at all with it right right how can you grow something there if the fear of it always being taken at a whim Mm, mm. Well, let's hope that he does hear the tape of this because I think that will really help him a lot. I'm, I'm sure he will. Debbie, did you have anything you want to add to the conversation we're, 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 what we're talking about with Joelle? I, th I think she's just popped out for a second. Oh, 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 I thought she was back. Never mind. I saw I was looking at the wrong, the wrong message board there. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe we have another caller. Oh, caller, are you there? Hello, yes, I am. Your name and where you're calling from? Hi, Andrew. My name is Ronnie, and I'm calling from uh, West Hills. Okay. So what kind of questions did you have to ask today? Well, um, so I've been uh, going through this journey. I've been looking at your videos for the past several months. I've, been, I've experienced a little bit of astral projection, which led me to see my eye to a whole different world of spirituality. And I've been doing things as, such as buying organ pyramids, you know, meditating, using binaural beats. Uh, so I've been trying to empower my inner masculine being. But uh, what happened was um, last week I was told I was being laid off and it was probably the worst possible timing they could have said that to me. I just, you know, got a contract with an apartment building a month ago and I'm getting married in two months. And I'm also supporting my siblings financially. So it really hit me in a huge anxiety kind of way. Okay. And uh, I had a huge anxiety attack yesterday where I couldn't breathe and I was freezing uh, cold. Um, and I know everything happens for a reason. I'm, I know that there's better opportunities that's waiting for me, but I feel like there's this negative presence that's putting all the negative thoughts into my head where... I just keep putting myself down this path I just can't seem to get out of. And I do don't you, know what to do. Do you, do, really you, do, you do you have a bad relationship with your father? It's not the greatest. Um, he, he is helping me with the wedding, which I am 
very appreciative of. He had did you have to did, did you have to humble yourself to make that happen? Absolutely. That is where the majority of this haunting energy is coming from. It is your relationship, not the individual. You've heard me talk about how we exchange energy on a very subtle level. Yes. What is going on is your father is full of anxiety and fear and regularly has panic attacks that he never tells anyone about. And you're now exhibiting the family curse when you are when you are struggling and you are a father and you're this and you're that and the lineage doesn't know what to do and there's nothing going on, you overreact in the chemical process. So what is going on is your sympathetic body and your parasympathetic body are trying to use the power of the intellect and the ego like a set of um, horses pulling a carriage when the ego and the intellect need to be free to do their own individual purposes, which is to chart your new agenda of how to stay focused and grounded to get a job so you can get through this so that this was just another moment in the growing process, not affecting your consciousness but it's clearly affected your consciousness because so much is riding on the family event that's a wedding in the future and the joy that will come from it and the fact that you had to humble yourself to be able to to get that money from your father. That means your father has other sets of control issues. And this is ultimately at you at your time where you're defining love to your, your new wife that's coming up, that your own issues that with your father as well as with your mother and the way you were raised are starting to come to fruition. Your siblings look up to you and you are taking care of them. Why have you been doing that? What is stopping them from enabling you in this process? You know, I, I just don't know. I, I feel like they're not really trying very hard to, you know, better their life financially. I feel like everything's been on my plate. I really don't feel very appreciative, uh, appreciated. And, you know, I've moved out and... Where this is where all my fear came from. You know, I was finally happy. I was able to go into a home where it was peace and quiet and I can work on my health and stretch and exercise and meditate. And now I feel like since this, you know, finance, financial problems appeared, I feel like everything's just going downhill. And no matter how many people I've talked to saying, I've went through the same thing, don't worry, the better is coming. There's this negative presence that just says, no, you're pathetic and you'll never make it. That is your father's ghost. It's the same ghost that has been haunting him his whole life. And you've seen your father switch on a dime from being nice to being, what the hell is this person, right? Yes. Okay, that's the ghost. That is his parasympathetic that has become so powerful that it runs his life. Okay. It is his own energy haunting himself, and that is now being tried to pass on to you because you had to humble yourself before him. I guess I have. You know, I was, yeah. I was even had, terrified that was, of telling that, him I got laid off, but he exactly. said, find another job. Right. This is why you have to take the power back from your father. How do and I do that? 
I want to bring Kathy in here to talk about what's going on and some of the medical issues that's going on with you and this fear and this frustration. And then I'm going to come back with some tips and techniques um, that will help you because you're in a critical situation here. Contract revocation will give you the moment of sacredness, but it'll be determined how much you want to go into acknowledging some of your health issues so that you can truly cure both of them at the same time. Yeah. I actually read the the sacred masculine, the the governmental, and the banking one before I called your show today. Beautiful, beautiful. Kathy, do you want to come in and give your perspective what's going on with his health and the fear and the anxiety? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I do. Um, but uh, before I address that, I would like to address your life situation right now. Uh, when I'm looking at your energy while you were talking, you know, <laughs> I know that you think you are bad luck. Uh in your core, that's what you truly believe, but it is not true. Things happen. Yes, it sucks, but life will go on. In a way, when people tell you that you know they've been through it, it's it'll it'll get better, um, etc. I understand why you have difficulty believing it because you're in that kind of rock bottom situation. But there, are, we need to cut this up into different um, segments, I suppose. Like when I look at you and your siblings' relationship and you mentioned that you were financially supporting them, I would say to you, you know, cut them off because they can cope without you. You are enabling them to rely upon you and it's at a great loss to you financially and emotionally. It sounds very harsh to say, but they will cope without your help. But the longer that you keep them on these little apron strings, the longer they won't try hard enough to do it. You have to find that inner strength within yourself to truly believe that they are made of the right stuff because they are. They're just being tossers and not doing stuff at the moment. But they're strong enough to cope on their own. They can go out and do stuff. They're just not doing it because you've made life easier for them. Um, Harsh, 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 I know. But at the same time, if you do that, you are helping them. You are letting them be free and allowing them to be strong and independent. If you keep maintaining this relationship with them, they won't grow and you can't do this forever. The second thing is about the marriage coming up. You know, when you are having a situation where you've been laid off and finances are tight, you have to reconsider everything. I don't say reconsider marriage, I say downsize. It's not your ideal scenario, but you can always have something bigger later. Downsize so that your financial responsibility is much less. Your asking to have assistance is much less. If people can't understand that and accept that as the reality, then you have to reevaluate what they're doing in your life because you cannot be willy-nilly making these kind of financial commitments right now. Thirdly, when you say you've been laid off and you're worried about the future, what I'd say to you is when I look at your energy, I see within three to four months, you have found gainful employment again. So don't panic the way you're panicking. The future is not as tarnished as you think. 
for me, I see a job opportunity coming to you through someone that you know. And the reason that you don't know about it now is this particular job is not available or not created. I'm going to say not available. So things are going to happen in other people's lives. So this vacancy will come up for you. So all you need to do is just keep putting your CV out there, letting people know you're looking for work. Let them know you're available. Have that positive attitude that you normally have and just trust in that you are going to get something because you are that lucky. You are not bad luck. You are lucky. Most of your life, things have happened uh, that you would think, you know what, it's better to be born lucky than rich. And, and you really typify that saying, you are lucky. You will continue to be lucky. This is just a giant speed bump in the road of life. Thank you. I'm trying to stay positive in every fashion. It is hard. I know. I know. And, you know, some of the stuff I'm saying is is harsh, but it's, you know, you it's a time where you have to wake up and smell a coffee. It's like you need to be OK with everything. You, you are waking up in panic. You're going to sleep in panic. You cannot live like this and still create a positive outlook and a positive manifestation in your life. But you can downsize all these issues by a few simple things that sure will break your heart a little bit, but you can all totally, totally recoup that later on. Thank you, Roger. I gotta get my sleeping back in order. I can't even lose a dream anymore. It, it, everything seems like it's falling apart, but I have to put all my energy into the positive thinking. It's not falling apart right now. It's just not organized in, in the form that you want it. Yes, okay? correct. Okay? You have to see see this in a different way. I think it's really important for you to to do something very different today. And I'm going to use the word unpredictable. Because you were asking before about this presence of energy. And there is a presence of energy. And I described it as your father. It isn't the physical father. It's his light bodies. The ones that have been trying to be a father to you since you were a fetus in the womb. The one that is trying to direct you into going into its version of how your life and quality of life should be lived. You have to begin to change that process by denying that energy spirit access to you. Not the physical form of your father. You cannot get mad at him because that's the, that's the vent for what this energy is trying to do to create you mad at him. When you understand that it's the light body trying to entangle you to bring shame, blame, and guilt into you, so you take on the family curse of never being in power, this is what you're denying. It's important for you to make some of these moments sacred. So being unpredictable today, vast, important for you. Even if it's getting up and driving to someplace and fishing and you haven't been fishing in 10 years, do something unpredictable today. And then tomorrow and the next day and the next day, remind yourself to do something unpredictable, not drastic, but unpredictable, so that the frequency that's trying to target you has to actually search and figure out what it's going to do for you, so that when your sacred energy comes into your field and it has to retune into you, it has to go through your boundary layers over and over and over and over and over again until you've built up enough power in your boundaries that it cannot just walk into your field, dump guilt upon you, so you have a panic attack. I see. Okay. Yeah. Now, I want to bring Debbie in here for a second. Debbie, do you have, do you have any advice that you'd like to give? I just have a small, small advice there for you. Um, 
this, I know this situation seems like you're, you know, that you're at the bottom of the barrel and it, that you're, you know, that you're trying to find a way out. And what Cathy explained to you is is wonderful that you can look forward to. I look at every situation as an opportunity now because when we look, when we sink ourselves into the negative aspect of what's happening to us, it can keep you down there and keep you stuck. So what I can, all I can do is encourage you to look at this as an opportunity to do better in your life. You're going to have some opportunities that are going to present themselves for you, and you're going to <clears throat> you're going to move forward and look back on this time and 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 you want to be able to look back on this time and say, you know what, I recognise where I'm at. It's, it's time for me to move forward. As you said before, things happen for a reason. And this opportunity that the door may be opening for you uh, a little bit further down the line may be the very type of work that you wanted to do and not be stuck in a job that, you know, that you just do for the sake of earning. Um, so I just say, look at this as an opportunity to grow from. Practice all what you've been taught. Um, you know, Andrew's got some great gifts for you to work with. And um, good luck with you. So what, what is it you. that you what is it that you do for a job? What what before you lost your job? Uh, tax accounting, the corporate poison. So you can't just go and 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 take another corporate job. Uh, I can. I've been applying, but again, it's I, I got this apartment a mile away from this office now. Everything okay. else is more I, than I, an hour drive. I, I understand. So so. You were educated in tax accounting? And, and accountancy, yes. Accountancy. But I also love real estate. Real estate. Now, now is not my the time. My true to, love lies. Yeah, now is not necessarily the time to get involved into real estate. Maybe maybe a few few months into the future. Um, just let me scan a little deeper here. Just a second here. Your two siblings, are they in, in trying to go to college or something? Uh, no, one is a designer and he's trying to find a work in a designing place. He was laid off after 10 years of being with the company and the other sibling is in cosmetology. And there was no way to come together to form a business to your, with yourself, with the, the skills that you guys have? Uh, I don't see it. And I'm very different actually from them. I, I wouldn't want to in business i have my own ways of operating where i find it to be responsible and certain things they do just doesn't match with my methods right because you've been highly educated and they were they did they didn't yeah i, I get it and, and the only reason i brought that brought that up is sometimes when siblings are all in the down and out scenario and the and the fatherly energy is doing its patriarch stuff it's it's a signal for them all to come together and do something that's a legacy for the family, whether that's pictures that get passed on to the grandchildren or property that's built for the children, something that's a legacy for the future. Is this asking you to build a legacy? It's saying at least the conversation should be brought up. That doesn't mean actualizing it or doing it. This may be another way of discovering how to stop enabling them so that they can find their own wisdom, their own dreams, their own their own expression. And I know that the financial times are tough and I've been through that, right right where you thought one thing was going to happen and something totally else comes and everything all your plans are out the door. But now it's for you time for you to plan day by day, week by week. Look at your spiritual agenda. 
when can you start making conscious application a sacred a part of you so you can separate the 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 concepts that are bringing uh, paranoia or or panic attacks within you because they're they're wreaking havoc on your body do you have access to someone that can do some form of massage to you or energy uh, work not really not people that i know of nearby um i don't know who's legit and who's you know in it just to make a quick buck i i really don't know how to tell them apart so so let, let's just look at somebody that's a massage therapist that just does it regularly and has sees clients regularly okay. or somebody that's going to do lymphatic drain um believe it or not when you're highly stressed out about this your your fluid levels go out funky and all your chemical processes are weird so it would be a good opportunity during this time where you're going through the crap to say you know what i need to go get some body work some lymphatic drain and maybe considering going and do some colonics because so much of your intestinal tract holds your dream world which also holds your fears and your frustrations and all those potentials so having the intestinal tract cleared out having your lymphatic drain and having some kind of body work just to remove the areas that are creating pressure and stress so the synaptic nerve endings aren't overworking because that is what a panic attack is. When the body is so tight, the mind is so focused that it cannot actually send the right signals to where it wants to because there's, there's this uh, adrenal swelling going on. Okay, so just go get a massage and a, a deep tissue one. Yeah, 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 deep tissue one. And they don't have to figure out. Just go see a colonic, a hydrotherapy, colonic uh, person that does colonics. Is there any part of my body I could tell them to concentrate on for the deep tissue? For the deep tissue, um, your neck particularly, the back of your skull, the behind your ears, your jaw, your grinding your teeth when you're sleeping. Um, if they can do a facial massage and still be able to have the strength to follow through with the tailbone and the buttocks, then go ahead and do that too. So, it, 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 and you want, you, it, it, I'm going to tell you, this is probably going to be a little painful, this, the, the deep tissue massage, as well as the lymphatic draining. But you have to be able to transform that pain into future pleasure that's going to be coming from having all of that stuff drained out of you so it's not occupying your attention. All right, brother, this Thanks, has too. been a fa fabulous chance. Thank you for calling in. And when you get a chance, maybe next month, call in and tell us what's going on. Thank you so much, Andrew and Kathy and Debbie. Thank you so much for your You help. are so welcome. All right, Evie, Debbie, Kathy, thank you so much for going on. And we'll be on this coming Sunday with our brand new show, Charting Your Course, 6 to 8 Eastern Time.